coming to you live from downtown Detroit. This is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Thursday edition, Halloween edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel here with Joel Conan and Dennis Dick. 388 companies reporting earnings between yesterday's after-hours session and today's pre-market session. 388, we will not get to anywhere close to that amount, but we're going to do our best. Uh, Apple, Facebook, Lyft, Starbucks, Etsy, to name a few. We'll cover as many as we can. We all have two guests. We'll probably leave most of the Apple discussion to our second guest of the day. That's Mike Olson from Piper Jaffray. He would join us at 8.35. Uh, Mark Chagan will also join us at 8.15 here to break down some earnings reports. In the meantime, oh, actually, before I throw it to Joel, I want to remind you folks about the Benzinga FinTech Awards are coming up November 19th at New World Stages in New York City. I'm going to drop in a link in the chat. Promo code to get 20% off is PMP. VIP, PMP as in pre-market prep, and then VIP to get 20% off your ticket. Uh, everything about FinTech and also some educational sessions from Joel and Dennis on the side. So that's November 20th. Here's the link in the chats. Now, Joel, what is happening here overnight? Uh, You're on mute, though. <laughs> uh, futures are in the red here by eight handles. Uh, we had a spirited uh, after-hours session. We went to 3055, uh, but the official closing price was 48 and a quarter, so that's a target on the upside. Uh, pre market low 33.50. It did have a couple daily lows in that area on Tuesday and Wednesday, but uh, took them out, so kind of harder to find support in the market. Crude in the red by 75 cents here at 54.30, gold up 10.90 at 15.07 and a half. Silver right at 18, right on the kisser, uh, up 13.3 cents at $18. Bitcoin in the red by uh, $55 at 9,215. So can anybody guess uh, what I am for Halloween here? Stock trader. Uh, no, are you? No. You can't see it, Dennis? I can see a little hat, yes. Yeah. I'm are a, you a clown? I'm a 420 investor subscriber. Oh, it's a good. That's a good costume. <laughs> Is that your marijuana hat? <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I got this in Jamaica. That's your reefer hat. Yeah, it's. You like Yaman. Yaman. Yeah. When were you in Jamaica? Uh we in Jamaica like three or four years ago. I was there when I was twenty-two years old, so that's going twenty-one years ago. I heard it's changed a lot since then. Yeah, you know what? I should have, uh, man. I had my, I forgot my Bob Marley shirt. I could have. Yeah, you could have did it right up. You could have the little <laughs> fake reefer in your mouth. If you're in Canada, you could have had a real reefer in your mouth. Oh, you guys must be going crazy over there, right? For, uh, for, well, you went, do you have Halloween? Oh, yeah, no, it's just an American holiday. We oh, don't okay. celebrate Halloween in Canada. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes, we have Halloween. Yes, the kids are pumped to go do their trick or treating. Although both of them, both of them are fighting a little eye infection. The kids are always sick, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, where are they? They're always sick. Where are they coming from? I mean, look at the genes that they're coming from. 
<laughs> yeah, I've been okay. My shoulder's moving. Look at the shoulder. Look at the shoulder. It's doing good now. Still right. don't know what happened with like, it. I waited for an MRI for like months in Canada. Everybody. Take it off, Spencer says. Take. Keep it on. Keep it on. Okay, I'll keep. Yeah, it. He took it off. Okay. Anyways, moving on. We have a lot of earnings to talk about here. What is it? Three hundred and some. Holy. Yeah, three wow. three eighty eight between yesterday's after hours and today's pre market. So let's start with Facebook here because we'll get to Apple with okay. Mike Olson. I'm in. Yeah. All right. Facebook yesterday uh, earnings two dollars and twelve cents versus a buck ninety one. Revenue seventeen point six five billion versus seventeen point three seven billion. So a beat and a beat daily active users. Also beat monthly active users were in line. Average revenue per user that beat as well. So good across the board for Facebook. You know what? This stock was uh, it rallied a bit. You can bring up the after hours chart. So you know, sure. then I don't have to just explain it all. You can just show it. But um, we sold back off significantly from the uh, earnings high, and we almost went red. And you want to know what really was the catalyst to kickstart the rally, the next rally up to 200, was when they got on the conference call and said, "We are not." cutting political ads because this is a story now for obviously twitter here as well last night after the bell twitter announced dorsey announced on twitter that they are getting rid of all political ads not going to allow them on the platform and twitter tanked on that news you can see it after hours it tanked pretty good um it was actually trading up a little bit with the facebook report and then obviously they pulled the rug out from under with that comment um i think everybody expected maybe facebook can do the same thing and on the conference call Zuckerberg was saying absolutely not that they were going to continue to do political ads there. And when they said that, I watched Facebook go from about 192 all the way up to that almost $200 area. So it was a significant rally on those comments uh, from Zuckerberg. I don't what are your know. thoughts here on this, Spencer? Let's go to Spencer first Let's because Spencer. you know the, the political ads coming off Twitter platform, that's kind of took the market by surprise. Bring up the Twitter chart too and you can see the sell-off I'm talking about. What are your thoughts here? Should they not have political? I don't understand really even why can't they have political ads? What was the rationale behind it, Dorsey? It's not that they, it's not that they can. It's not that they can't. They, they can and they have. But No, no, they're getting rid of them. Why? But they, they've seen that their platforms are being abused, right? The, the, the example was that that guy, I, I forget, I want to say he was from Alabama, but I, I'm not positive on that, who – because uh, Facebook said you you, you can't you can't lie right on our you, you can't put ads on our platform that are lies. But if you're running for office, we won't censor you. So that guy uh, just declared he was running for office as like a workaround and just put up lies just to prove how bad Facebook is at moderating their you know their site. Uh, so this is Twitter saying no, we don't want our site to be manipulated like that. And I think it's good for society. I think it's objectively good and for society. And how much was of the revenues did they get? That's a question. Zuckerberg on the conference call. And just one second. I'm going to trade this. I'm talking here. Uh, Zuckerberg on the conference call said that it was really low. Like he said less than, what did he say, Spencer? Uh, like less than 1% is, is, yeah. is what he said. Um, I don't know what it is for Twitter. I mean, they get, the, I mean, the majority of their revenue is ads. I don't know how much of that is. It's political ads. You would have to expect it's significant, especially heading into an election year. But um, good for I, I like it for society. I mean, we've seen these 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 technology platforms. They have no idea how to police themselves. So I, I like it. The reason they they hit Twi uh, Facebook on that was uh, I think Facebook. I mean, Facebook's under attack from all sides here. What the the, the DOJ, uh, the SEC. Uh, 
every every government agency under the sun. So I, I like it for society, and I'm that's that's all that matters. But I don't this think morning. there like I think like political action committees can still do it. I there, don't... there are a couple of exceptions. Like they're gonna allow yeah. they're they're gonna allow ads that encourage voter registration. Uh, and they said, I think you said they're going to announce what, what all the exceptions well, are. We got to find out but, how much of that was their, you know, how much of their advertising revenue is that? First of all, I well, think I, I, I think we'll find well, Twitter's because yeah. Facebook, it doesn't look like much, but maybe it's more on Twitter's. I don't I, know. Well, I think we'll find out in, in the coming quarters. I think it's overall good. I think that, you know, you know, focus their energy in different directions, different advertisers. You can't win and politics. And just don't let your platform be yeah. abused. They were letting yep. their platform was being abused. I think is, it's a good move. Being abused. I mean, not if you're a you know, shareholder, but I was, I'm waiting to buy this thing after that bad report. And, you know, you kind of were thinking, all right, yeah, look at all those lows in the same area, just under 30. It's hanging in there. The big boys are stepping up. Well, now we got to find a new level. So, Let's see. I mean, if it comes back today strong, that will certainly be a good sign. Uh, old red days. So, and in the red today, they knocked it down to twenty-eight eighty. But I don't think we'll see. We'll, we'll see if this. All right, but but let's go back to Facebook here. We right, got, Facebook. We got I wanted to short it before the uh, before the earnings. Sean Udall told me not to. I'm glad. I'm glad I've seen this pop. Got right to two hundred on the pre-market or the after. Nice hour. level. Yeah, look at that, right on the nose. That is just a huge level. I'm still lying in the long-term portfolio, but that's a huge level. Right, and then uh, after that, you started to get into, uh, you know, well, the old-time high was made a while ago at uh, 218.62, but let's see what happens at 200 today, and then the next monthly high is up at uh, 208.66. So I don't think we'll get there today, but let's see what happens at 200. A close above 200 would be great for uh, for Facebook today. Jump back over here. I'm just doing trading on the side right, here as so, I'm talking. But go, go, go over to Apple. I mean, yeah, it's the big right. gun. So we'll do Apple and we'll we'll hit it again. Yeah, we'll, we'll hit it again when Mike Olson comes on. Oh. But let's just you know because people don't want to wait that long. Sure, for Apple, sure, sure. So, we'll so do it Apple, twice. Apple's report also good. EPS three dollars and three cents for say two dollar eighty four cent estimate. Revenue is sixty four billion versus sixty two point nine nine billion. The guidance they gave for the Q one revenue or their Q one revenue because uh, their fiscal year is a little bit off. Um, but their Q1 revenue guidance was in line with estimates. iPhone sales uh, was better than expected. Services was good. And it looks like they're starting to hit expectations on their non-iPhone revenues. And that's what the streets wanted to see for a while. I mean, there was good points being made by some commentary. I saw it in my Twitter feed. I've also heard on CNBC now that year over year, the earnings and the revenues were down and, and, and they were right. showing that. Right. So year over year, they beat the analyst estimates, but the estimates have come down. So the argument was being made, why is the stock, and I own Apple in my long-term portfolio, but why is it, you know, ripping, this is Mark Yusko actually made this argument too on Twitter, who we've had on the show a few times. Why is the stock ripping to all-time highs when year over year, the revenues are actually down? I mean, this is a good argument. The, the argument I would say on the other side is valuations have been too ridiculously low. And Tim Seymour is making the same argument on CNBC Fast Money, too. It's why it's one of the biggest positions in my long-term portfolio as well. I mean, when you back out the cash and you start analyzing this from a valuation perspective, I mean, it's trading almost half the multiple of what the S&P is. So, yeah, okay, maybe, you know, the revenue growth in the long term isn't there, but we know they got lots of, iron, of you know, irons on the fire with different potential revenue sources as well. Yes, and the valuation, it trades at a discount to the overall market. 
So two good points. Two good points in the chat here. Spinner yeah. software sales up forty percent year over year, and don't forget about the buybacks. They're still well, that helps like, always too. Right. So maybe you know the argument is, and you know maybe this is is right. I mean, the, they're growing in areas that they need to grow. So if you just analyze, you know, and obviously we know this has been an iPhone company with over half its revenues coming from one source, but they're growing the other things. And maybe that's why we're seeing growth in areas where we need to see growth. So for this to obviously continue to go higher. So maybe where the growth is coming from, and I'm not a fundamental analyst on Apple, but maybe where the growth is coming from is the areas that we need to see growth. And uh, I heard from uh, Gene Munster, who I'll be doing a one-on-one -on -one with at uh, FinTech Awards, the, the future of FinTech. Uh, you know, he was saying, you know, wearables were up substantially and that, that uh, you know, health, you know, focusing on health and the wearables and stuff, that's, you know, things that he likes about the company moving forward. And he gave it an A-. minus. He was on yeah. Fast Money last night and he gave the quarter an A-. minus. He was pretty impressed. I just think... I, I look at that initial surge. I mean, consider the run-up that it's had in October, big old run-up, and then it surged to 252.50 uh, in right, you know, off the print. Yeah. But right now, right now, it seems like you have patient buyers and you have patient sellers here. I, you know, I, man, are you going to come in and start building a new position here at 247, 248 on the long side? Or are you going to trim a little bit here after this uh, tremendous run? So we'll see how the technicals shake out. Um, I will use the uh, the regular session, Dennis, uh, the all-time high. Let's just call it 250. 49 and a quarter, 49.75. If, if this is gets over 250 today, closes over 250, then I'll say, hey, we're just going to have a continuous earnings run here. But if it can't, if it can't get over 250, close over 250, I just think, I don't know. I mean, big run in Apple. You know, it, 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 it's a good point. It's yep. had a big run. So if you're coming in and buying Apple now, especially if you're a long-term investor and you're like, okay, I've got to own this Apple now. Let's put it in perspective. I mean, this stock started the year down at 149 bucks. It's up at 249. So you are buying everybody else's profit. Obviously, stock trade at all-time highs, you're buying everybody else's profit. So that's a great point. I mean, has it run too far? And is it, you know, if, yes, it beat expectations, but, you know, when you really analyze it here, it, it's hard to just come in here and say, oh, it's going to rip up through 250, especially you got two, a little double top even up there now, Joel. Yep, so I'm, from the I'm last couple of days. And, and uh, here, here's, well, I'm sorry, Dennis, go ahead. I think it's a hard sell. I think it's a hard sell um, or, you know, not, not, I think it's a, a, a hard pitch to say that this thing is going up over 250. So I'm holding it because I've been in it forever and I'm going to continue to be in it. Uh, but I'm not adding to it here. If it breaks up over 250, maybe you got to trade there again. But I think if I was in it for a trade, I think I'd run in the register. So here I am talking against my long-term buck. But I'm holding on just because I've been in it for so long. But, I mean, you look at this and you think, we're, I don't think it's ripping through 250, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think uh, so. Let's get Mark Chaikin's thoughts on this. Yeah. Mark, uh, what is your reaction to Apple here since we're on Apple now? Those earnings are pretty impressive. I agree that the wearables are key. Just look at, you know, the Google attempt to buy Fitbit. I forget whether that was a rumor or that was actually a bid, but, um, you know, clearly if Google is playing me too, you're doing something right. And health and wearables are big. 
So um, I think Apple here is more of a play based on hedge fund being underinvested heading into the end of the year. And so uh, if you're going to try and play catch up, you're going to do it in the big names with the liquidity. So I think some of the big name stocks like Apple, Microsoft, Facebook are going to benefit here into year end because the hedge funds are underinvested and underperforming. I mean, there's always a little bit of a chase trade going on in a lot of these different stocks. And, you know, when we talk about the seasonality influence of this market, too, I mean, we're coming into, once we get it past October, typically November gets better. And then December, typically, you know, gets the end of the, you know, obviously not last year. Last year was ugly in December, but we had different, you know, a different market environment, a lot of things to worry about. I mean, if we do end up getting a trade deal here, you just wonder if you're not getting into a, a position where we get halfway through this earnings season where they might be trying to, like, invest and in, institutional managers might be wanting to buy stocks so and they're going to want to buy the leaders and so there's another argument for apple i guess let's just go back on um you know you got the earnings which was the catalyst right and also analysts are in catalyst and if we're going to do anything from the grubhub theory when they got 11 downgrades yesterday the 17 out of the late last 18 analyst actions in apple we had one upgrade with neutral and a price target at 12 at 260. The other 17 moves have been maintaining the buyer overweight and bumping the price target. And that is since October 7th alone. That is, I don't know who else is to come out and upgrade it. Who else is going to come up with a higher price target? I mean, I don't know. They're all looking really good now because it was running up into the print. They're all looking good now because it's higher, but Man, oh man, I, I just, I'm not necessarily, you know, shorting it today and if buying it, but man, where's the love going to come from? Well, what is going to take this to 260 is what my question. Well, is. let's get Mark's thoughts here. First, you know, overall market, and that could be the driver is the overall market, but what are your thoughts on the overall market? I mean, what did, what the Fed did yesterday? What are your thoughts here, you know, going forward? Well, the Fed was basically another Goldilocks, um, announcement and Powell has clearly figured out the messaging, uh, which was a challenge for him in the early going. Yesterday's rally was, I think, only the second or third rally on a Fed day since he took over. So uh, I think the Fed is is a non-event here. I actually think China trade is a non-event going into year end, although that's what triggered the reversal in the futures around three o'clock this morning. Uh, I think you're dealing with the kind of um, historical facts and uh, patterns that really are bullish into year end. The, the first half, the first nine months, all of the uh, strength in the market, the momentum year to date speaks to a rally. You're also in that pre-election year when stocks tend to finish strong. So I think we're going to um, hit my longstanding talks of 3,100, 3,200 uh, by year end, and it's gonna carry a lot of these stocks along with them. What other stocks, if it's gonna carry, which other stocks do you think it's gonna carry? Well, Microsoft for one. Yeah. Um, I think the home builders will get a, uh, a resurgence. Uh, you had a nice eight to 10% pullback in the home builders. I think one of the things uh, about this market that impresses me is that we've had another one of those rolling uh, corrections in terms of sector rotation. So software first, then aerospace defense, now home builders. 
the groups that had led the stock market higher through 2019 have had very nice corrections, which gives the buyers room to come into these stocks, stocks like Lockheed Martin and Horton and Lennar, uh, some of the better software names, I think give the market a new place to rally and maybe some of the stocks that have been strong here recently, like the financials pause for a bit. What about, what did you think of, and let's just go back to some of the big reports here. What about Facebook? Because we saw lots of headlines come in. This political ads thing from Twitter last night, they're dumping political ads. Facebook is not. Facebook popping up eight points here. Uh, what's the, what, what are your thoughts here on Facebook? Facebook to me is a neutral name. It doesn't have the sort of ongoing excitement uh, that it used to have. It's got challenges in Washington. You know, regulatory is fleeting, but it's always there. And I think, as you say, this 200 level is very challenging for the stock. So uh, I, Facebook doesn't excite me here. It's yesterday's news as far as I'm concerned. What about the cloud stocks? I mean, we heard from Twilio yesterday, TWLO. They hit the stock really hard on in the initial report. It actually went down to the low 90s. It has rebounded up to 101. I mean, these stocks have been out of favor for a while. We've saw this, you know, Twilio was 150 down to 100. I think valuation just maybe got overextended. We also saw it with Splunk. We've seen it with ServiceNow. A lot of these stocks have come off the, off the highs, but they've also, you know, in the case of ServiceNow, it bounced back fairly quickly off those lows too. What are your thoughts on the cloud stock? Twilio has a bearish rating in Shaken Analytics. The power gauge has been bearish since late July and the stock's been underperforming the market. This is an avoid as far as I'm concerned. But if you look at cloud in general, it's really an overdone theme. It, it, it is the future, but uh, I think the future got very, very overextended price-wise, whether it's Salesforce.com, Twilio, ServiceNow, you name it. I mean, these are basically providers when you look at, at the end of the day, what are they? They're just providers. And in the old days, it was, you know, data stores back in 2000, you know, big, massive data centers populated with Cisco routers. So uh, I think cloud is here to stay, but I think you can see that uh, the dominant factors in big cloud, which are Microsoft, Amazon, maybe Google, maybe IBM, are here to stay, but these specialized niche players, there's going to be a lot of acquisitions in the space, so I wouldn't be short the stocks. But when the big guys, whether it's Oracle or Salesforce, feel the need to be competitive from a services and analytics point of view, they're going to start buying up some of these companies. So not an area I'd want to be short, but I, I'm no, uh, cloud is, is sort of stale. It's, I, Let's call it yesterday's news as far as I'm concerned. Then let's go over to the chips because we also had Western Digital report last Ooh. night. They disappointed. WDC trade down to 55. It's come off those lows now. Still trading down 8% here. Um, the chips have had a great run too for a while. I mean, you really, when you put it in perspective, WDC back in the summer, we were talking about a $30 stock. Now it's a $60 stock. So you're at 57, I guess, with the earnings last night. But some of these chip stocks have really come back off the lows. Micron, same story. Applied Materials, Lamb, Research. You know, you go to any of these chips, they come off the lows significantly. What are your thoughts going forward on the chips? Everything looks good there. I think uh, if we do get a, uh, 
preliminary China Accord that takes some of the um, black cloud off the uh, chip stocks, you know, supply chain issues and so forth um, that have sort of created these short-term blips. But in general, uh, with Intel leading the way, you've got chips looking pretty good. And by the way, Spencer, I've tried to get the camera to work. It just says it's working, but it won't. That's all right. We got a nice picture of you up there, Mark. Yeah, it's better than I look right that's now. That's all right. <laughs> that, that, that's all right. Mark shaking. Had to take the dog out in the rain. It's not fun. <laughs> all good. Mark shaking is the founder of Shaken Analytics. Mark, thanks for the time as always, and have a good one. You too. All right. Thanks, Mark. Eight, eight uh, twenty-five here now. Uh, let's do those Western Digital numbers since we just talked about them. WDC. The, uh, the earnings were fine, but that was not the issue. The issue was the guidance, uh, the Q3, Q2 EPS guidance. Uh, EPS, 45 to 65 cents is what they guided. 75 cents was the estimate. So light on that Q2 just EPS guidance figure. Uh, the Q2 sales guidance was in line. Also, the CEO is going to retire. I bought the dip last night, so I'm going to limit my comments on my bonus. I bought the dip, and I'm trying to work out of that. I will work out of the today as a day trade, but I'm still in it. So I'm going to limit my comments. All right. Uh, Spencer, you got the chart up there? Because I had to restart my platform. Yep, I got it up there. All right. So let me go. Not on my old trusty chart, but uh, let's pull up the well, – Let's say a low at 54 here. Let's <laughs> – 54.70. It's called that your low, your after hours low. All right, we'll do a little exercise here, Spencer. Do oh, you, God. Do, do, do you see any daily lows that coincide with oh, that? Come I on, Spencer. Any, do I see any daily lows? Yeah, but I don't have my data window up like you, so I I, I got to eyeball it. Um, Yeah, I mean, the 50, 55 seems like resistance or support. Excuse me. 55 seems like support. Uh, That's thought. what I thought, too, last night. <laughs> there we go. Uh, there we go. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, nice bounce does. I don't know. Someone has an opinion here just under $58. Uh, we bumped up against 58 in the pre-market trading and the after hours trading. Uh, I guess it's all pre-market. So no more downside or no more upside until you get to 58. Uh, above that, I mean, to get into yesterday's range, you got a long way to go. I don't think, well, maybe 61.33 if you think it has a chance to get into yesterday's range. And then on the downside here, uh, you did have a low at, at 50, 5540, 55.50. So a little bit below the pre-market low. But uh, I, I think you'll find buyers going back towards the $55 area. All right, let's go to Lyft next. This was uh, also Wild. a good report that they liked. Uh, well, they liked it, then they didn't like it, then they liked it again. Oh, that one of those reports. All right, one so of like, those reports. Q3 EPS beat. They lost a buck fifty-seven per share. They're supposed to lose a buck sixty-seven per share, so that beat the estimate. Uh, sales also beat nine hundred fifty-five versus nine hundred and twelve million dollars. Uh, they maintain their guidance that they'll be uh, profitable or cash flow positive by their uh, profitable on adjusted EBITDA basis by the fourth quarter of 2021. What else did they say? They raised their, uh, their uh, uh, four year uh, sales guidance. So the Q4 sales guidance was good above estimates and the four year sales guidance after the raise is uh, also good above estimates. So strong sales estimates there for Lyft and a good quarter. And stock, like I said, 
rallied on the initial number, then they sold it off and it actually went, it was almost down a dollar and a half and then it went back up green. So this was a little bit of a yo-yo afterwards. News algo getting whipsawed all over the place here. Trading up, I mean, it's come back off the lows. It probably was overdone when it got all the way down to 37. You know, now it's back here at 45. Do I want to get all excited and think this thing's ripping up to 50 or 55? No, I'm not chasing it. Uh, you stuck over 47 uh, in the uh, pre-market trading. So I'm going to use 47 and a half as the target here. I guess first things first, you have to take care of your September 23rd high at 46.63. Then it opens up to 47 and a half. So those are the two levels. Really need to hold where you're trading now off the open. You had a couple highs, uh, just above 45. So... I don't know. Comes back down to fill the gap, forty-four twenty-one. Actually, this not, this is like a really hard chart. I have I have no idea. A, yeah, it. it's tough. There's I, no. I, this is one of those that throwing a curveball. I'm not. I don't even know what pitches. to do with this. No. I, if I was long, you don't have to trade everything. I, I mean, that's what people you know come and they make a mistake and they're like, oh, I want to trade this stock and they're like trying to find a trade. It's not there. It's not there. Move on. Six thousand stocks you can trade here, you know. And obviously, if sticking the S P five hundred, it's five hundred of those there too. Stick with what you know is working, you know, and, and go with you know, what, 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 you, what you know how to trade or, if, or go for, with the good setups. Don't go with the lift chart where, okay, well, I'm guessing. I don't really see a trade here. So that's what you got to do. Go with the good setups. All right, let's go to Starbucks next. Uh, SBUX reporting yesterday, the EPS in wine at 70 cents, the revenue uh, a slight beat, 6.75 or $6.68 billion. Comps for the U.S. were up uh, 6% and in China up 5%, both strong numbers. And those are the two largest markets. So that's important. This is another one that's kind of in the middle of nowhere. I mean, you can argue the downtrend there, and it has been pretty. So do you sell the rally into the downtrend? Maybe you lean on those highs around 87 and a half. But there's nothing really easy here either. Yeah, I see the uh, the trio of highs uh, between 87 and a quarter and 87.68 at, uh, at the beginning of the month. So I would use that as a target. Blows through there, you got some more upside. But uh, did Kiss 87 here in the uh, pre-market trading. I'm not sure if we have a seller right there at the whole number, but that's what it looks like. Um, I'm coming back on the downside. Ways to go in to get in the yesterday's range at 84.70. Uh, that was the top, but uh, 87 and a half I see is resistance here in Starbucks. Let's go to Kraft Heinz because this stock is ripping here and we just had a question from the chat. You selling the the rip and craft Heinz? Okay, this was Paul asking about it. You know what? It's just been it's been hanging out so long that this isn't like a stock that's even in a downtrend. You know, in the last three months, it's just kind of hanging out. So yes, overall it's been ugly. Yes, you have an over overhead supply issue, but it's also a beneficiary of you know potentially this money going into some value stocks here. Everybody perceives value in craft Heinz, so. I'm not coming in. It was a pretty decent report. Give us a number, Spencer, and then we can break it down. Uh, Kraft Hein EPS, 69 cents versus a 54-cent estimate. Very nice beat. Revenue, Mm. a little bit under, 6.08 versus 6.13 billion. But that's essentially in line as far as I'm concerned. Um, The EPS number is a nice beat. I'm looking for some other significant numbers. I don't see anything that's too crazier that jumps out to me as being exceptionally. It was fine. The quarter was fine. 
I think fine is good enough for KHC right now. Not, I, I'm not, I can't bring myself short. It got up to over like 32 or something, got silly, then that's a different story. Yeah. It's not really, you know, this thing was a 60, 70, $80 stock. If you started wanting to squeeze some people who really thought the company's in trouble, I mean, you could rip this thing two, three bucks in a hurry. So again, this is not a clean setup. I don't see a trade really here, but I'm not coming here just naturally fading it because the stock's been going down. There was a big day back in August. Uh, on August 6th, you had a close of 30.58. Uh, that uh, next day, you had a decent session. You traded, traded in the green, closed 30.87. The next day is when you had your gap down 28.24, right? And then it just kept on leaking. Uh, but your high in the seventh was 31 even. And uh, right now, if you're looking at the 15-minute chart, it's just working its way towards 31 even. I see if there's any good sellers there, but I'd look at that as a target and then things kind of open up to 3150, but just, I don't know, 31 looks resistance, probably be pretty good target if you could get it above that 3150 is your next resistance point. Hasn't shown any, any weakness though, really a little dip here, maybe an hour ago, but just seems like buyers are coming in. Let's see what happens at 31 bucks. Let's do um, let's do one more quick before we go to our second sure. guest. Let's do Wayfair quickly here. Uh, not looking good this Whoa. morning. Q3 EPS, they lost $2.23 quarter. They're supposed to lose $2.09. Sales beat, but that EPS miss is not what you want to see. That's that's what yeah. the market focused Holy on. Holy mackerel, this More is a killing. I mean, this is a stock that was so in favor for a long time. And, you know, I don't know if it was – I, I honestly didn't get the whole story before. I never participated in it, but you know, you couldn't argue with it. it. Just kept going up and up and up and up and up. I mean, we go to the monthlies. You can see what I'm talking about. Wayfair, it was a $40 stock back in 2017 and ran to 170. I mean, valuation just got overextended. Now you come out and now you're getting into, you know, earnings all of a sudden matter and they're not that great and stocks down 16 points. So value investors don't want to touch it. Growth investors don't want to touch it. Nobody wants to touch it, and that's why the stock's down 16 bucks. Okay. Uh, interesting area where it's trading. I do see it's a daily lows here. One daily low at 86.37. We've had taken that out. Mm. I don't know if I was looking to cover short, which I'm not. Your next daily low is 82.34. And after 82.34, Oh man, I have to go back a long ways. After 82.34, use 80, 79, 78, 77. See if you uh, you know, can you get hit on those lower bids. But right now, trading on the lows of the pre-market session, and uh, I don't know, 80. Uh, here's another daily low, uh, 83. I, I would say if I was gonna start to tr cover short there, I'd see how hard, what size bid got hit. Is it 83 bid there, or what is the market right oh, now? Oh, it's so fast. We'll say four, it's 84 and a half. Oh, Things trading wild 80? right now. Just printed 80? That's ridiculous. We'll see. I don't know. 78 bucks, you go back to 28 to 2019 right. when everybody was selling it. You got some, I think you got a 78, 76, 60, 78, call it 77, 78 bucks. I think there's some, where'd it get to pre-market? Where have we been down to? 80. I just saw an 80 print. Yeah, 77. Seven, I think you got support down if you go another six bucks down from here. But yeah. every time I try to call a bottom, we've seen what happened with me with Sarapta and earnings bottom. We've seen what we saw what happened with me. What was the other one I tried to do? Two stocks, tried to be a hero, tried to call the bottom, both losers. 
it's not a coincidence. You know, whenever you try to go against the grain and try to fight the tape and try to call a bottom, I end up losing money. So that's why I'm not doing You're that. You're Mickey D's, but I mean, do we yeah, just... Yeah, well, that was a paper trade bet, but it's coming back. Am I, hey, I might oh, get no, that one I mean, it, 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 You never touched the 190. I'm not looking so bad now. <laughs> was it 191? It's going to be one of those that's going to like go yeah. down and almost... It wasn't Twitter like that. I almost, you almost got me, and then it came all the way back, and I won. It's one ninety one, I think. <laughs> was it one ninety or one ninety one? One ninety. We'll have to check the tape. I think it was one ninety one. We'll check. We, we have a couple of this. We'll it didn't hit tape. either of them. Garrett, let's take a quick break, and I'm gonna grab Mike Olson from Piper Jaffrey, and then you guys can figure this out on your own. So I'll be right back and grab Mike Olson from Piper Jaffrey. All right, welcome back, everyone. Pre-market prep, Spencer Israel, Joel Khan, and Dennis Dick. Joined now, as I mentioned before the break, by Mike Olson, Senior Research Analyst and Managing Director at Piper Jaffrey. Mike, good morning. Good morning. So I take it that you liked the Apple report, considering you are maintaining your overweight and raising your price target from 243 to 270. Walk us through your uh, your high level, and then we'll get to the, uh, the, the lower level uh, uh, reactions from the report. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think the punchline here is Apple has really everything going for it right now. It's, you know, iPhone was above expectations in the quarter, which is, if you think about it, particularly positive given the 5G cycle that's coming next year and the concern that uh, some investors have had that there would be a slowdown ahead of that. And then non-iPhone revenue like wearables and services are um, you know, exceeding expectations, especially wearables, which grew 54% year over year in the September quarter. And then anticipation is building for the upcoming 5G cycle next year uh, amongst investors, uh, which could drive higher, you know, multi-year iPhone upgrade rates. And if you think about it, the last major iPhone cycle was the iPhone 6 Plus, which drove 52% year-over-year iPhone revenue growth in fiscal 15, so the year after the phone came out. And for reference, you know, right now we're only modeling for 3% iPhone revenue growth in fiscal 21, the year in which 5G iPhone sales should be most impactful. So it could be that, um, you know, those numbers prove to be too conservative. So how – you know, we we can all agree it was a great quarter, and I know you've got your price target at 270. But how do we sort of uh, negotiate uh, the the great quarter with where the stock is at right now? Is is the stock okay where it's at right now? Yeah, I mean, I think um, as we look over the next few quarters, um, the only risk uh, is really that investors kind of get ahead of themselves related to what near-term iPhone sales will be. In other words, we don't want the anticipation of 5G to result in expectations for significantly better near-term iPhone sales. Now, they were fine in, in this quarter, the September quarter, and they, they were better than fine. They were a little better than expe- expected. But um, I would say that's kind of the risk is just that positive sentiment hopefully doesn't um, kind of uh, allow investors to get over their skis relative to what near-term iPhones will do. And, and uh, investors are going to have to keep in mind that the the real uptick in iPhone sales isn't going to be until, you know, kind of the, the December, September, December, and March quarters of next year. And and just to confirm, the, the 270 price target, that's for 12 months, right? Yes, okay. that's correct. Uh, so, you you mentioned 5G. Can can you go into a little bit more detail about that and and Apple's role in 5G? 
Yeah, so as far as 5G, it's, you know, rolling out. There's kind of network build-outs that are happening now. There are even, you know, some competing devices out there uh, from other manufacturers, and our expectation is Apple will have multiple, uh, probably two to three 5G iPhones coming um, next year, uh, as in September of 2020. And we do think that that will result in more significant um, upgrade rates um, relative to what we've seen in past years because it's a feature that uh, consumers can kind of wrap their minds around that is something that is tangible in the sense that it improves the download speeds and really speed of kind of everything you're doing on your phone that's connected to the internet. So it could be positive for gaming or just um, viewing of any sort of content or things like augmented reality or potentially things that we haven't even thought of yet that app developers will kind of create based on 5G over the coming years. What about some of the other segments here? Was there anything from, I mean, wearables beat, services beat, and was there anything from any other segments that, that, that especially surprised you? Um, I, think, I think the wearables was the biggest surprise because wearables grew, like I uh, mentioned, 54% year over year. So that was a, uh, a significant um, uptick. And uh, in the June quarter, it had grown 48%, so kind of continued acceleration. And... I think there's you know reason to believe wearables will continue to grow at a, at a high rate. We're modeling you know kind of thirty uh, percent essentially growth over the next couple quarters, um, and that could could prove to be conservative. We'll, we'll have to see. You know they've got some new products out in wearables with um, the noise canceling AirPods, and we continue to see strong trends with Apple Watch. Um, and one of the interesting things that they mentioned on the call last night was. Um, a very high percentage, I can't remember the exact number, but a very high percentage of um, Apple Watch buyers that are new to Apple. So it's kind of bringing more people into the Apple ecosystem that previously, um, you know, weren't, weren't Apple customers. I, I've heard some amazing things about the new AirPods. I haven't tried them myself. Uh, was there anything you did not like from the report? Like, um, It was pretty clean, I think. I mean, there was... Um, uh, like Mac was slightly below consensus, for example. Um, so I guess that would be kind of the only thing to really um, pick at. Um, but otherwise, not only were kind of the fundamental numbers clean, but they also continued to return significant amount of cash to shareholders in the form of buybacks, $18 billion of share repurchases. Um, and if you think about what they've talked about doing over the next few years, they have still about 100 billion of net cash. They're trying to get that to a net cash neutral position, which would mean they go from 100 billion to zero, um, which essentially would happen based on continued share repurchases. Well, the, the kind of good problem to have here is that we estimate that they're generating about 75 billion a year of free cash flow. So it's, it's actually difficult for them to ever get to a net cash neutral position unless they do significantly more share repurchases than what we have built into our model. What else should they be doing with it? Sorry, sorry, Joss. With this cash bill-up, what else should they be doing with their cash? Like, What are your thoughts here? Should they just continue? And what I don't totally understand is they have so much cash. Why do they, why do they want to get the debt in the first place, too? Like, why, you know, have the debt and the cash? I don't understand this. 
Um, yeah, I mean, they could do an acquisition, so that's always on the table, but Apple historically hasn't been known for doing large acquisitions, um, so uh, it would be kind of a surprise, and, you know, I guess they're, they view their kind of optimized capital structure as being at this net cash neutral position um, with some combination of, of uh, debt and cash that results in net cash of zero. All right. I wanted to just ask you about uh, Apple TV. I mean, it's been around here for quite some time. We've talked about it in different forms. Well, it launches today. It launches today? Yeah. With uh, what? Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon? What? The morning show or something? Uh, I mean, this has been a long time coming. Uh, you think that this is something that is going to take a quarter or two to add to the bottom line? And, you know, they're, what are they trying to uh, achieve more subscriber growth here? Give us, uh, give us the outlook for um, the Apple TV. Yeah, so the um, Apple TV has been around in different kind of iterations, um, you know, previously being just the device itself to kind of view content, um, streaming content from Apple and other service providers. Um, Apple TV Plus um, launching tomorrow um, is the uh, actual streaming service that is more competitive to something like um, uh, Netflix or Disney Plus, which will be coming out in a couple weeks. And Apple TV Plus, we think, will be um, relatively immaterial to Apple's near-term numbers. Um, for one reason, they're they're giving it away for free to everyone who buys an Apple device um, over the next um, few quarters. So it it won't really have any positive impact on revenue. Um, so uh, I actually asked uh, Tim Cook on the call last night that very question of you know why are you essentially giving it away for free? And he said it's a it's a gift to Apple users to kind of keep them in the ecosystem and. Um, over time, you know, they'll be charging more Apple users as they kind of get through this trial period um, for that content. But for now, it's a way to do a little bit of a land grab in the streaming content space and provide um, Apple customers with another reason to want to be part of the ecosystem. We did do a survey of um, Netflix subscribers. We asked 1,500 Netflix subscribers if they would plan to also uh, subscribe to Apple, pay, Apple TV Plus if they had to pay for it. And about 23% of Netflix subscribers said they, they would subscribe to Apple TV+. Plus. So there is interest for it, but right now the content is fairly limited, so we'll have to see how they build up that content over time. Will we, will we be getting the Mike Olson uh, morning show reviews or review <laughs> individual shows? Uh, I wish I wish I had the skills for that. You know, I I cover Netflix as as you know, and and Apple and others, um, and then also video games. And I always um, mention to people that um, I may be able to do a, a decent job on um, the kind of equity value the, itself, but don't ask me for reviews of the games or the shows. All right, fair enough. Michael, fair quick enough. question for you here. I mean, I and I noted this earlier. Uh, over, I think just over the last two or three weeks, you've had. 11 price targets uh, raised and, uh, you know, not many initiations or whatever. And does that, I mean, now you come out here with, with good earnings. You've already had the price target raise here. Really a major run. Does it, do you feel like the stock's gotten a little bit of a head of itself? I mean, what, what other catalysts could be out there? I mean, you already have the earnings and 
I don't know who's left to upgrade it or whatever, but uh, you know, when you see the, yeah, when, I mean, I'm sure you pay some attention to other analysts here and stuff. It's just, I mean, it doesn't get any better than this for me. I mean, all, all the analysts love and then the good report. I just, sometimes these are turning points. How, how do you, uh, how do you view the other analysts and their moves in Apple just over the last three weeks? Yeah, no, it's it's true. I mean, the stock's had a pretty significant move here. It's basically gone from 200 to you know 243 in uh, um, you know two months. Um, so it kind of gets back to what I said earlier that if if you're looking at the um, next few quarters, um, investors just need to keep in mind that um, this isn't the time when iPhone is going to start to really outperform in a significant way it's it's really going to be if the, if it happens going to be more um, into the kind of December March quarters of the following year um, so you know there's the potential for for the stock to tread water here for a little bit just given the, the significant move that it's made and it, actually if you look at what the stock's doing in the pre-market right now it's up 1.6 percent currently and um, that's off of a, a really strong quarter and strong guidance so some of that positivity has certainly been um, factored in but you know we we continue to believe there's going to be rising anticipation around 5g and numbers will probably be rising over time uh, Mike I, I, I want to sneak one question in if I can on ATVI uh, they've got BlizzCon coming up here uh, stock and then they've got this whole China issue with their banning streamers. Can you give us a quick, quick hit on on ATVI right now and where you stand? Yeah, we like um, ATVI Activision, um, and the reason we like it is because they have a really strong pipeline for 2020. So there's just a lot of catalysts coming, and that's going to include things like um, getting a full year of this new version of Call of Duty Mobile in the numbers. Um, you'll get um, probably a partial year of a new mobile title called Diablo Immortal. Um, there'll be a World of, World of Warcraft expansion. So there's a, there's a lot coming um, for next year and should drive accelerating revenue growth. And Activision really should be the fastest growing video game publisher of 2020. Uh, so we, we like the setup. Um, BlizzCon, their uh, major conference, is tomorrow, and we expect that they'll um, discuss some new titles there, um, primarily related to Diablo and potentially Overwatch, um, and then to some degree maybe discussing World of Warcraft uh, expansion for next year. So there, there's just a lot going on in, in the video game space. Um, a lot of times the stocks trade around major catalysts, and you, you kind of want to own the name that has the most catalysts going into, uh, into the year of those catalysts, and that right now is Activision. All right, we've been on the line with Mike Olson, Managing Director and Senior Research Analyst at Piper Jaffrey. Mike, thanks so much for the time this morning. Thank you. Take All care. Right. All right. 8.52 here. Uh, look at this apple. It's just not moving. Is this quiet? Is this eerie? Look at this thing. It, it's, it's been, it was quiet last night, too. I mean, it had the initial run over three, you know, when it, when it got up to the 2.52 level, and then it peeled back off, and you got a real battle between the bulls and the bears here. I mean, the bulls yeah. are obviously thinking it's going to go and push through two new all-time highs here today. And the bears are saying no. And you know what? I think the bears could win here. I think this could be one that actually could eventually start leaking. 
So yeah. it was a good number. It was good numbers for sure. I just see that 250 and I see the run that it's had. And I just wonder, you know, just like Mike Olson just said, is how much is already baked in. Okay, 853. Uh, we still got some other uh, earnings to cover. We, right? got, so we got so many. So what's going on with wrestling? Yeah, you know woo! what? I, not wooing woo! today. No, not wooing. There's no wooing for WWE. So Ric Flair could help the Red Wings. He couldn't help the WWE. But I guess, you know, he wasn't always involved in the WWE. Well, the, the EPS was good. The sales missed. So there must have been something beyond the headline numbers in that because it's a ugly mixed headlines. Mixed headlines doesn't always indicate doesn't always you know indicate why stock will be down 10 whatever i guess the sales miss i guess it missed by a little yes bit here. the sales miss here it's, they don't make a ton of money either so they're punishing they're punishing stocks that aren't making money and that have sales misses so th this thing's down 15 percent here now so getting ugly i mean we are below the low from 2018 of 58.50 yeah. 56.20 here right now i mean you had such a run back in like april and may when this thing went from 40 to 60 it's like slippery slope in here i mean i don't want to say this thing could go down and test 50 today but uh, i can't come in here and say oh this is going to be you know it's going to this support here this is nothing in here. i know i'm looking, this is scary i'm looking at the monthlies and i see 38.50 uh, 38 <laughs> there's I'm nothing not, in there joel i mean I like nothing I like to go to I like to go to the monthlies, but I you know maybe let's go to the weeklies here and see if uh, I'll do it. Maybe I should do the weeklies instead of the monthlies here to, to try and glean something and properties settings. I should be able to do it. Joel, come on. That's scary. Um, I don't have any position on it. Um, I actually did a little small position on it before we started, like before the show. But let me see what this low was. This low was. 58.50 and that was back in november yeah you're through that yeah you're through that huh it's thin too like it's a thin stock it's very very thin still it's only traded twenty six thousand shares the price discovery is still happening here it's so one you know, i i can't i this could be down over 20 percent. you know why we already see these retailers going down 20 percent. i mean wayfair is almost down 20 percent. this isn't a retailer it's entertainment obviously all right i got but... number for you are you ready yeah give me a number you got a number 51.58. 51 bucks. It's five bucks lower again. <laughs> I don't know. Where I mean, are you grabbing that? Oh, you're grabbing that from that run, that low from the two day or two yeah, week it, run back in April. Yeah. Of or 50 bucks. I mean, back up the truck at 50. No way. I'm not backing up no trucks on this thing. <laughs> That's yours. No, That's yours. 50? I'm not interested in knowing WWE at these prices. At 50? No. What if you were short? Would you bring it? doesn't really make um, money. How much money do they make? Do they make know. six you cents? Look at, you look at Apple's revenue. Like, what, what's Apple's revenues? And then you look at something like WWE or even like Twitter. $186 million. That's like. It's a joke. But, not the, but it's a significant to them. But, I mean, you can't compare it to Apple. It's a joke when you compare it to Apple. You still, it, do you still watch it? Do you watch W? I mean, who watches it? I don't understand who watches it anymore. No, I think like my dad. The guy who's been wrestling. Back in the day. Me and my dad watched wrestling nonstop. Like the Ric Flair days, obviously Hulk Hogan, all that. I loved it. Loved it. But my dad, and, and you know, this is a good, you know, and he, he, he's moved right on to the ultimate fighting. He likes oh, to watch it because it's real. Oh, I can't take but that. Don't, don't they own? No, no, they don't own UFC. UFC, no. brutal. No, okay. Um, no, they're their own thing. Okay. I think it's I was watching, uh, we were doing some channel surfing last night, and uh, The Prince's Bride was on. 
Yeah. And That's it, a good movie with Andre the Giant. The yeah, Giant. Andre the Giant was in. All right, uh, I, I want to get. I'm sorry, but I want to get a couple more earnings because we <laughs> want to talk wrestling the rest. Yeah, of the I know, time. I know. But we I, did I, this once. Look I, at the I, chat; it's lighting up. I uh, know. All right, um, Etsy, Etsy here. Oh, he goes to Etsy. So boring. We go from uh, wrestling to crafts. How could you have a worse, I'm worse trying to segue worse here? I'm trying to find wrestling to crafts. I'm trying to find. Yeah. Let's do some sewing. What are you going to do? Michaels? You want to do Michaels next? We'll do Michaels next. I'm trying to find interesting stock. Do Etsy. Do Etsy. We, uh, people you like might to not like it. the company, but the stock is interesting. Okay. 12 cents EPS in line sales beat. There. Woo! Oh, no. Bad timing. It wasn't I got to I gotta get a hold of Rick. See if we get Rick Flair on the show. We'll pay him his – what's his fee? 30 grand? $25,000. Yeah, but maybe oh, – How much just do we get a woo, though? Call – email him. We want oh, Rick yeah. Flair to come on and give us a woo. I'll, I'll email uh, Rick. How much is a woo? One woo. Rflair at www.com. Okay. No, I have some connections. I'll see if I can get them. I, I bet you he has a, a Hotmail email or an AOL email. He'll give us one <laughs> woo. Otherwise, we're just going to go steal it from, like, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of that, um, does anybody want to be um, on Hot Potato tomorrow? I, oh, yeah, Hot Potato. Who wants in? Yeah, okay, go. Know. Chat. Chat. Who wants to be on Hot Potato? I, I, I've said it, you know. Yeah. No, no, we're going we're, we're, we're gonna to promote it now. So the Hot Potato Show, we want two of our listeners to come on the Hot Potato Show. If you are interested, just message us even in the in the. Hey, I have an one. idea. I, why don't we have a family war? Why don't we what? have no no, no yeah. we're not let's just see who wants to come finish. on. This isn't family feud. It will change it. It will be Robin. We can bring Jeremy on and Jeremy versus somebody too. Where's Robin? Robin, are you listening? Robin Steckle? Oh my DC goodness. wants to see Spinner versus Aviator One. All right. Listen. This is like the wrestling. So who's gonna who's gonna fight it out in hot potato? I want Robin versus uh Yvonne. It's it's not about what you want, it's about what the people want. Okay. <laughs> if, if if you want do Robin Yvonne, I do them too. All right. If you want to be on the segment tomorrow, email us, please. That's how Robin I'll, and Yvonne email. That's how we'll see it. Pre market at Benzinga.com. P R E What do you say, Yvonne? P R E M A R K E T pre market at Benzinga.com and that's how we'll see it. I have Yvonne's scared. Ah, uh, we're gonna make it easy. We'll, we'll make it easy, but all right. Uh, Spinner could do this. Email, okay. Spinner. Spinner's shy. Spinner, will you do it? <laughs> Who's okay. in? Paul's in the okay. chat. Paul, you want to come on? Let's get and, some. And, let's get some people. Let's and, go. What about listen, the YouTube chat? Listen, listen. We'll give some YouTube chat some love. Like, who we got in the YouTube listen, chat? Listen, and, and the no, YouTube chat. If nobody responds, then we'll just do it amongst ourselves. Why is nobody responding? Okay. Everybody's scared to be on hot. They see how much I make it like I look dumb on the show. So <laughs> barely defeated me last Maybe. week. I'm like nine and <laughs> All right. Well, on tomorrow's show, speaking of tomorrow, we'll be joining. What's the topic going to be? We got people who want to know what the topic's going to yeah, be. They're scared. Uh, yeah. Scared. Yeah. We can't tell the topic ahead of time. Well, I know. Uh, I feel like we should, but. The truth be told, we don't have one. Oh, we get one fast, though. Brandon, send out your email. Brandon said me. Brandon's in. Brandon's All right. Danny's in. We email, got some people who are in. Email premarket at benzinga.com. I cannot keep track of, of both chats. They're flying here. Um, so Everybody wants in. That'd be easy. We'll uh, make it easy. I, I was going to say, speaking of tomorrow's show, we'll be joined by Michelle Krebs, auto analyst. A lot of auto news of late. Uh, Fiat Chrysler emerging. Ford um, agreeing with the union, uh, GM of course uh, finally doing the same. So WWE we'll talk, is bouncing too, by the way. Uh, we'll talk autos with Michelle Krebs on tomorrow's show. If you want to catch any part of our show again or the podcast version, you can uh, watch us on YouTube or subscribe to our podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google, 
I think I got all the platforms. There may be one or two more. Um, I want to thank both our guests. Thank to all of you in our chat. Please remember all the information from our show meant to be used as informational purposes only and not for investing or trading advice. Joel, you have a final thought here you want to? I feel like you have something to say. Uh, no? just, just, we'll, we'll call you. We'll be able to call people, right? Yes, we, they can, send, yeah. we can call people. We can, we can yes. get it. We'll call people. So right now, it's uh, JCSTV. And then who is the other person you had? I have an email from. Do you want to post your email in there? I have this guy. I'm always scared to put my email online because you know what happens? And you start getting like the spam bots at a time. Yeah. You can also do, I'll put my, you have an email. I won't post mine because this, my, it happens. The spam bots are all over it. And then they just start spamming there's your my, email. There's my email in the chat. Uh, okay. Put it in the YouTube chat too, though. I'm doing it. Put it in the YouTube chat. You're now going to get spammed by like a thousand spam bots in the okay. next two days. I just want to know how many listeners in the YouTube chat, how many of you guys are bots? <laughs> they're not gonna answer they're not, well they're they're pretty it's pretty oh, impressive bots because these are actual language so <laughs> how many of you are not bots <laughs> all right i, know that I think that. the ones commenting are not bots joel i don't see any bot type comments yes there, so. uh, i think there is no There's a bots okay. are, the bots are trading off of our information it's the high frequency so, traders they're all in the chat listening Arnold 41 says he's a bot all right <laughs> I'm not a bot. I am, not a, I am a bot. Abner's voice is a bot. We know he's that. Laughing. All right. Everyone have a great rest of your day. We'll be back with Spencer's you. Spencer's trying to end the show. I'm trying to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a place to go. All right. See you, everyone. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.